This podcast has been brought to you commercial free by Target. You can hear it smile on his face. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. Peace, good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling today? Feeling pretty good, Riga. How are you feeling? Grateful for the day, uh, for the real life learnings that have happened today, mm-hmm. and grateful for the space that we get to come through the process, those experiences. Hey, yeah. I love that. Great. Thank y'all for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. And I would be remiss to not mention Kamala. The Kamali. The Kamali Ali Ali. She's unstoppable. And she can't be stopped. Officially. <laughs> Sophie, I was uh talking to one of my partners, right? Mm-hmm. And he asked me, like, so what's up with them affirmations? Like, what's the what what they do? What's up with affirmations? Oh, really? Yeah. Like <laughs> I and love that. I expressed to him that, well. In most instances, this it's not new information. Yeah. It's the information we have a hard time remembering when life gets most challenging. Mm. Right? And mm-hmm. it, it brings me to this understanding that I guess in the most brief, concise way, the affirmations be working when you put the work in. <laughs> it's not a wand. Mm. It doesn't make things happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It creates the conditions for things to happen. Hmm. But we still have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to read an affirmation that helps with that in maybe one of the most challenging times. Okay. Mm. And I'd like to also name that once again, Karee and I have been selecting the same affirmation without even knowing that we were strumming this page. So if you have your book, the toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within, and you turn to page 18, you will find that it reads, even a hard day is a good day because it will bring me closer to balance and understanding. Here, I am postured to master my peace. <laughs> wow, this sounds noble, <laughs> but I'm thinking about some hard days I had. Man. And yeah, I guess it did leave me posture to master my piece. It was an option, but I didn't choose it. Right? <laughs> I didn't choose it. There's been days where I didn't choose my piece or I didn't choose it right away. Man, I, I realized what I was doing. Um, I did not want to endure. Yeah. But this is as true as it is no matter how I feel about it. This is truth. As no matter how I feel about it. Cause it's hard to, to see a day as a good, to see a hard day as a good day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, that is, that is some, that's some real intentional internal work to choose to see a hard day as a good day. But you know, it says even a hard day, 
right? Mm-hmm. So this is likely written the day after a hard day. Okay. Okay. Because it was the next day that showed me what I learned. Ah. Life is based in a continuum like that. It's not a snapshot. Mm. And such I are like the practices that. with the affirmations. It's not a snapshot. It You don't say it once and it works. Mm-hmm. After you know it to be true, then you train your mind to see it. Mm. And you train your mind to see it even in hard days. So what does the training look like? That's what I was mm. kind of thinking through this, right? Mm-hmm. That the, it's not just the knowing, right? It's the commitment to training the mind. Affirmations work, as you say, when you put the work in. So what does this work look like? It's Is it just rote repetition? Or is it like even how you just described this? Where it was the next, it was the following day where you had the hindsight. It's re- it's repetition, it's reflection, it's application. Okay. So sometimes it gets challenging to apply an affirmation when you don't feel like it. Right. That is what you're feeling uh, is inconsistent with something else you know is true. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So and then that is that is work. That is what you are feeling and something that you know to be true. The feelings are sometimes like it's what you have as the indicator of something. Right. Yes. And that can be very much true. Right. It's true what you are feeling. I've trained my mind to also ask what else is true in this moment. It it feels like a, a, a violent abrupter, but what else is true in this moment? How do we train our minds to ask what else is true? Sorry, this is not an, a direct no, no, question no, to no, you. No. I'm actually typing this <laughs> for myself. How do we train our minds to ask what else is true? And I, I'm thinking of just in those those moments, like we had a conversation about anger, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And being in that space, mm-hmm. sometimes the anger is so expansive mm-hmm. that it makes it very difficult to explore anything else, let alone be in a moment of a point of, of reflecting. Where was it that I, something, a note I made about anger couple years ago Hmm. it went something along the effects of be careful when you think you're using anger to perform better at something Hmm. because after anger is done doing what you wanted it to do Mm -hmm. it's going to do something with you Hmm. it's not yours Hmm. anger is here to let you know it's not yours you don't get to control it it gives you the idea that it is you can control it only so it could also consume you. Anger isn't the power. Just take a sip of water on that. <laughs> These were a lot of the lessons that 
have surfaced for me and instead of running from my feelings I I learned as much about them as I could because in some instances it can create the conditions for others to learn about those feelings as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. someone taking the time to articulate this space this nuance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it creates the co-investigation mm-hmm. and these notes on anger were important to me because I saw so many men that looked like me identify with it as something that we all shared as a common experience. Mm-hmm. But I think it was around the time, I don't remember what set of protests it was. I've been involved in a couple of episodes and a couple chapters of organizing and protests. But I, I saw the fatigue happening in the organizers. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, folks weren't well. Mm-hmm. And that is largely in part because of the emotional expense, right? But it's also true by law and by virtue. There's no affirmation and negation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to spend my being, my life force, my breath, negating, mm-hmm. that's not life in its fullest form. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. something occurred to me in seeing this fatigue, this compassion fatigue. It made me reflect on my emotions and my experiences. And it made me reflect on the the youth of the movement mm-hmm. and how anger is such a readily available emotion, especially when you're young and have the physical power to act on some of that. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been loving black people for a long time and I'm going to be loving black people for a long time. <laughs> and my love for black people, I've learned to let it look like ways different than just marching and negating and protesting. Mm-hmm. Right. My love for black people has taught me how to love black people uh, and spend less time negating the systems that don't love us. Mm. But imagining and creating worlds that do love us and places for us to thrive. So my demonstration has looked different over the past few years. And I found ways that were sustainable to love my people and to love myself. And I know that anger is not sustainable. I don't know how far it can go. Mm. But I know that it's not sustainable. I know that film and media and TV has created the narrative that anger is the superpower. I know that we root for villains in films. I know that if a bond drops in a village and a young person loses their parents and we watch that person avenge every person that has harmed them or harmed their family, I know how to. But nothing's greater than love, right, Kamali? But I I know what this looks like. I I know what the archetype of anger looks like. I know how they market it to us. Right. Right. Um, And I know that it isn't real. And I know that there's so many more brothers and sisters and people with the narratives around experiences of what anger did to them in the temporary that they were not prepared to hold for the long term. That's far more true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But love, 
You tell the story of those who chose love. You tell the stories of those who practice love radically and you will tell a dramatically different story. But that story will have to come back to that source of love. And once they have to tell the truth of who the Messiah is and what the commandments are, the story changes. Mm. So it's anger is really marketable and romanticism is really marketable. But romanticism isn't the full power of love. Right. So they give us anger and romance. Mm. They don't give us love. Mm. What's crazy is anger makes us feel powerful and romance makes us feel so lonely. Which is why they can keep making the films. Because it doesn't truly fulfill or even direct someone in the place of love where they can receive the everlasting romance. Right? They want you to come back and get it from the tap when you can get it from the source. <laughs> so, but the affirmations is the dedication to the training of the mind even when you don't feel like it. It's like training anything else. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. And I, I still want to further investigate this belief in the affirmation, right? Mm -hmm. And we're talking about anger. So let that be the example. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowing that an affirmation is true for yourself and choosing to know that, choosing to remember that in the middle of, of what is so blinding, right? You have to believe in the choice of the affirmation, right? You have to believe that affirmation. You have to value that affirmation. So you know my next question is, okay, well then how, how do you, how do these beliefs come about? How do these values, where are they coming from? In part in honesty with me being challenged to practice them. Like I, I revisit it because I know it's here again, All right? I can tell when a lesson is coming back. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> I can tell when a lesson's coming back. And I, I and then so the grace for myself is what is my response time? Not why am I here to learn why do I have to learn it again? Do I respond? Does it take me the same distance to respond to the truth? Or do I hear it quicker? Mm. Do I resist it longer? Or do I submit sooner? Right. Mm. It happens in personal accountability, but it really sounds like I'm de I'm describing a little bit about my relationship with God. Okay, tell us. Well, that's that's just unique. That's that's my thing. I when will I respond? It's like once I hear, I can't unhear. Mm. And I think the thing is, I can hear. Mm. So. um you don't want to get caught in a pattern of uh, running when you know. Mm. <laughs> well, I would hope that my relationship with truth was like my relationship with God. 
But I think I just had a moment where I might have realized for the first time that my the depth by which I train my mind to know these things is based upon what I can hear. Mm. And that's why I confront my feelings with what else is true. Mm. I confront my feelings often. What else is true so that I do not create the conditions to stay in my feelings too long it's important to feel them and understand them but they aren't my full truth Mm. so it's important to know how I feel and it's important to know what I must do and sometimes they aren't always the same Mm. I'm with you. I'm I'm present and and I'm reflective on this. I think insight into what this process looks like does so much for so many who are actively in the practice. Yeah. Including myself. Yeah. It's very difficult to I have a whole book, right, that is centered around the processing of my grief. And sometimes I don't even want to go there, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just want to feel what it is that I'm feeling. And I don't want to ask myself what else is true. And I don't want to be in a moment of reflection. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I will acknowledge, however, that those moments are indicative of an opportunity to ask myself those questions. I, I, I will acknowledge that when I'm feeling those things, I guess I've done enough work that I'm at least in a position in my mind where I can say, okay, I actually can look at this and ask myself what is, what else is true. But it's, I can know that, but the act of actually doing it, you know, mm-hmm. that, that practice of that, mm-hmm. that is the work and the challenge. That is the challenge in the work. <laughs> Precisely. That shit is hard. <laughs> It's hard, <laughs> and I, I know it isn't easy, right? And that's when I know I'm doing the work. Saying the affirmation alone is not the power. Saying the affirmation is synonymous to it being on the list of things to do. And then you must do it. Mm. And you have to do this with repetition. Because it being done once is not enough to confirm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you will choose it again when you need it most. Mm. Hmm. It's ongoing. It's not perfection. It's the practice. Uh, I forgot what affirmation it was. It was my partner pulled up on me at the burrito truck hmm? in Oakland. And I was telling him about <laughs> the affirmations. He said he read the book. And I was like, yeah, 
uh, I read it, but sometimes I read it again. Like, for example, this one I'm having a hard time with. And I forgot I which one it was. That it was about patience, right? It could it could have been. It could have been very well about patience. It was about patience. And I'm gonna find it. Maybe thirty six then? Today I'll be patient with myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I told I told him I was having a hard time being patient with myself. Uh the goal is to be present, not perfect. And he told me, I think he texted me or he told me right away, like, nigga, you doing it. Right. <laughs> but I think the beauty in that was where I was in my practice at that time, I thought that it was supposed to be understood and committed. Man, wouldn't wouldn't that be nice? That's that's what I want to be quite honest <laughs> yeah. with you. I I know that I have written that healing is not a final place. It is changing and ongoing, but sometimes I really would like it if I could just arrive at that point of like, oh, I got this. Right, like like if I pass the test, yeah, and, yeah. I got, and I and I got it on record, I don't got to be tested yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to be tested right? on this again. But <laughs> life is not that convenient. Oh, right? Life is not that convenient, bruh. So it's I could throw a tantrum on why am I being tested again? I've done that. But Not I happen, but listen, but unfortunately, <laughs> like what? I'm not asking God, what am I here to do? I'm saying like, oh, you really got your hand on me. Mm. I wrote a book and an album and a, a documentary, filmed a documentary called Surrender. The whole thing was about this idea that we say not me not now not yet mm. so more than a decade ago it was embedded in me that my surrender was my greater strength mm. and maybe that's why i ask myself these things but not by choice but by by who i'm called to be there's something obviously greatly impacting um there's a reason why i see things the way i do there's a reason why i love the way i do and it i'm called to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even when it doesn't feel convenient i think that's when the work happens <laughs> does it happen any at in any other time i only know it <laughs> <laughs> We're going to conveniently take on some adversity today <laughs> and see see how we uh, process nah, this. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> it doesn't happen any other way. Today we're going to train adversity, right? <laughs> it's not the way the shit goes. <laughs> like, ad- adversity doesn't show up on a good day. <laughs> right. But it's... I can still have a good day, a hard day. When I wake up, when I wake up the next morning after surviving what I thought was the worst day, and I do that with repetition, I needed the prior day to live today. And I needed yesterday's learning to apply today and the day after. I literally needed every day to understand today. There was no shortcut in it. You ain't lying. I could not give back one day and have today's wellness. Right. 
but also like no matter what analogy you use the richest people can't go back in time it's not a privilege we have mm-hmm. nothing affords you to go back in time so since I know forward is the only way I try to prepare myself as best as I can mm. it's the most sober way for me to face what even I don't like is to know that I can't go back mm. and it sounds cold but I wish I knew differently mm. it's just a law that governs it just is man <laughs> closer to balance and understanding huh? just a little bit closer <laughs> so it's like you it's like less than centimeter by centimeter it's like it's, it feels like the tectonic plates sometimes it feels like what the tectonic plates you know the you know am i come on don't give me signs Pangea, when the continents when they shift we know we get like how the sh- how the earth shifts uh-huh, uh-huh. like it's moving right now but it's only moving like in these very very small increments but it is happening right sometimes that's what this feels like okay okay God. it's just like small but it's happening mm. and mm. i'll take the progress of going forward than the disarray of trying to go backwards Oof. how do you I know. Hey, man. Uh, some I'm telling you, Kariga, there are days. Yesterday, I will go. I will take the disarray. Because you know how you describe, like, I got through the hardest day. And all I was thinking about to myself, right, I remember that, that very hard day. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, fuck, this is even harder. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. It never it never felt like it was easier. It felt like it was just a reminder that I just had that hard day. It just is. Yeah. So it makes it difficult to have to re-experience those feelings and then try and choose the, the things that I know from all of those days. But it makes absolute sense to want what is because oftentimes it's not a distant past it's the past right there that's what i right want right there i want this the only thing i don't know about what's ahead is what's ahead mm-hmm. but i'm her daddy forever so what's ahead Here I am postured to master my peace. <laughs> yeah, I submit. I submit. Daily I submit. I find my peace when I surrender, not when I'm fighting for it. Mm. I really want to thank you for this framework of choosing to practice, put the work in with affirmations. Um, 
think this is a beautiful example. Those hard days have lent themselves to reference for others. I just want to create the conditions. I can't get anybody free, but I can create the conditions for them to see their own freedom. Mm. That's why we write them down, and that's why we share the process. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. I told and you. Kamali. And Kamali. And the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Yay, yay. Our producer, Crystal Hill. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Peace. Peace.